Hey, good evening, y'all. Welcome to the uh, Art of War crossover series of Popular Liberty and uh, Mind Your Business with John Hartman. Now, I am Andrew, your your host, and today we have you know an, a, a episode two. We're going to be doing chapters four, five, and six of The Art of War by Sun Tzu, <clears throat> Libertarian Edition. Yeah. Where you don't fight and you kind of surrender at the at the outset and you say pacifism is the right way to go. You know, you, <laughs> the enemy has declared war and it's up, incumbent upon you to not fight back. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I guess that would be uh, aggression, and you know that's, that you can't have that. It's not good. And the uh, and so that you know that. That, and that actually brings us to like the first point in uh, you know chapter four, which is like tactical dispositions, like the way you think about things tactically. And you know libertarians have kind of taken the opposite approach of like number one, you know, where I said you know my, uh, Sun Tzu says the good fighters of old always first put themselves beyond the possibility of defeat, and then waited for an opportunity, uh, you know, of defeating the enemy. Whereas libertarians have done exactly the opposite. They're putting themselves beyond the possibility of victory. Yeah. Well, I think they're starting from that point anyway. You know, yeah. I mean, just being that just being a third party in general, you're already yeah. starting kind of, you know, from, from a part uh, position where you're not going to be able to win. Uh, nope. So that's even, <laughs> even just ideologically, it's like if you consider voting to be uh yeah, you know, like an aggression because oh, like nobody has the right to vote for a way anybody else lives. Maybe that's true, yeah. but you know that's kind yeah, of yeah, it's definitely true. But uh, yeah, exactly. It's uh, the system we we live in says otherwise. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I I wrote on Twitter earlier this week that uh, democracy is a declaration of war on private property, mm -hmm. and I mean, you you really you live in a democracy that the government has basically declared war on you. That's what that yeah. is. Your your next door neighbors who are who are all Democrats, you know, little D Democrats, you know, mm -hmm. they've all declared war on your private property. It's like I don't know, you know, w what more level of you know what more invitation to aggression do you really need? And to the extent you want to either not participate or hey, we got a uh, you know Mark. Hey Mark, <laughs> what's up, Mark? You're our first viewer. <laughs> the, yeah, the first viewer. I, I, I'm so flattered. I have a viewer. We'll, we'll do my best not to offend him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the, uh, the idea that they're either one a not going to participate. You know, like you're an agorist, or maybe you really don't think it makes a difference. It does. You know, but you mm -hmm. can. You're allowed to be wrong. But uh, yeah, or or you uh, or you think, oh, you know, all I can, the best I can do is messaging. It's like, yeah. buddy, there, there's plenty of ways to do messaging. And no, this is not all that you can do. The, you know, the Republican Party has proven over and over and over that we're very adaptive and we're able to, uh, you know, we're, we're able to change strategies pretty qu pretty quickly, especially when they're pissed. And that's, and that, that's the, Tho uh, Bishop wrote something on Twitter today that I thought was just an excellent way of putting it. He said that, the, you know, the Republican Party is not conservative, it's pissed. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah. And yeah, you know, when you have a we have common enemies right now. Quite a few of them. They just exiled Liz Cheney. Kinzinger's next, and you know, there's a whole bunch of neocons that just got the boot. It's like I don't yeah. know. It's like, it's like what you know, what more invitation could you want? It's like there's a whole bunch we agree with the populist on, and we should be yeah. allying with, with them. 
and you know to relegate ourselves and our and all of our energy and all of our money to a third party where it will make no difference is just i mean you're putting yourself beyond the possibility of victory when you need to be putting yourself beyond the possibility of defeat and Correct. allying allying with the america first this is a way of putting ourselves beyond defeat because let's face it these guys know how to win they've already it's, done it once and these guys, just, and we tagged up with them last time with in the ron paul revolution and back then there just weren't enough of them but if you know we'd and uh but their movement grew and grew and grew and in 2016 they got donald trump and in 2020 it was only because they had them they were the the ruling class was able to manufacture a crisis in uh you know COVID that they were able to win because that gave them mail-in balloting where they could you know cheat because what that yeah. tells what that tells us the reason they had to do a crisis was because their cheating systems were not adequate to do the uh you know to for at, at scale they didn't have the the scale in their system you know they probably have some regular system of cheating just that you know just regularly built in well but i think they had to upgrade especially think, for 2020 because they yeah, didn't have enough yeah but i think you're giving a little too much credit on, uh, to the democrats too i mean trump trump was sitting there telling his voters to stay home or you know to yeah. to not stay home you know don't vote by mail i mean how many people would have voted for him that just ended up not voting at all because they, he specifically told his base to, you know, only go to the polls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, I, I, I believe both parties, you know, both parties, depending on who's got the little, oh. little bit much more power, definitely cheat. You know, I mean, that's just, oh, no, it's that's like, just a proven Republicans do it. <laughs> the Republicans, <laughs> I can tell you how we do it. It's like, yeah, both yeah. sides cheat, of course. Republicans, right. uh, you know, Democrats understand that, you know, there's a, big need to stuff ballot boxes and the Republicans respond by making sure there are a lot fewer ballot boxes in their areas. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, if you're not cheating, you're not winning. You're not playing the game correctly. This is democracy. Democracy is war. There's only one rule. Don't lose. And right. the, uh, yeah, but, but they, but they did tell us in 2020, in 2020 that there is a limit to, you know, how much they can actually cheat. They have a capacity limit and, you know, I don't think they can repeat that twice. You know, I mean, that's going to be yeah. really, really difficult for them to uh, for them to repeat with that with mail-in balloting at that that scale. That's not going to get done again. You have to manufacture like a global crisis in order to do that. You can't I do that every that. four years. And uh, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> several times. I don't want to be proven wrong there. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, yeah right? but uh, I I think if we've joined up with the America Firsters, you know, hey. You know that they can only pull off a a, a twenty twenty once. You know, yeah. again, knock on wood. But I think we would be putting ourselves beyond the possibility of defeat if we really joined up with them. And I think we get a lot more money, a lot more traction too, because because I think there's a lot of people, a lot of you know you know liberty minded people who kind of just sit on the sidelines because you know they see that this this isn't going to work. There's there's no point in this. Uh, you yeah. know, and uh, there, there's there's no way this is this is going to make a difference. Uh, you know, if you start really getting good messaging and getting good public traction, they're going to censor you. They're going like to stop you seconds. out, right? Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, mm -hmm. I, I I'm kind of torn. I'm not. I, I don't feel like I, I, yeah. I might not be as 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 right as you are on the right side of things. I mean, I am in a lot of regards, not, but yeah. I think, uh, um, you know, I I see that the. The probably smarter option would be to for the libertarians to try to take over the Republican Party because it definitely mm -hmm. seems like that is something that could be possible. At mm -hmm. least maybe not even take over 
the Republican Party, but definitely kind of, you know, try to gain some influence within the Republican Party. You know, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, but I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of glad to see that the LP does seem to be trying to get its shit together, mm -hmm. you know, because I think I, regardless of whether or not they get their shit together, they're going to be inept for a while, but at least they're yeah. building the foundation to, you know, hopefully rid themselves of the, you know, milk toast libertarians that they had prior yeah. to right now. But yeah, I, I think that the, uh, you know, uh, what, what you were saying about, uh, you know, uh, taking over the GOP. I don't think you need to take over the GOP. I think you just no. need to, you know, pick, you know, pick a winning coalition and you win. You exactly. know, that's, that's, I mean, that, that's the beauty of the, uh, you know, kind of the big tent system is, you know, you have like four or five groups within the Republican party who don't really agree with each other on much, but they right. agree, they agree like, okay, there's th these few things that we, we all kind of agree on and we don't really disagree on much. And we're mm -hmm. just going to go in and get our own things done. And we're all going to support each other for your, our, our, you know, you support my thing, I'll support your thing, and right. you know, and, and it's easy like that. And there's a whole bunch we could do. Like you don't need, like you don't. And a lot of times, like I, you know, I block walked, I knocked on close to a thousand doors in 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, one thing it really came away with me is that a lot of like right wingers and Republicans, particularly, mm -hmm. they'll vote for you for no reason at all, just because you have the R next to your name. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. you, don't, you don't even need to convince them. You don't need to. Well, I think uh, that's how most either parties like that. You know, there's people yeah. that, you know, it's just a DRR is good enough for them. They don't need to know your, where you stand on anything. It's just, you're not that guy. So, you know, I'll vote yeah. for you for sure. You know, and there's a, and it's like, you don't need to win hearts and minds for them to give you power. And it, right. you know, once you have power, that's all that matters. Well, that, you need you know, to win a few hearts and minds, but not as many as you think. Well, hey, well, hey, you know, if you really want to win hearts and minds, having power helps you do that because it's kind of like having authority. You know, it's, right? It's well, like, I mean, because once want. you have the power, then you don't really need to ask for it; you just take it. Well, which I is mean, what we're seeing the Democrats do right now. Well, I, I mean, even like Ron Paul, he used his, you know, the power of his platform as a GOP co congressman and on on the presidential debate stage. You know that 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 is power right there, and he used that yeah. as a, a boost for his messaging. And, you know, I mean, the, 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 there are just messaging benefits to having power. You don't need, you know, it, it, forget policy for a, for a moment because he never really affected policy all too much. But, you know, he did affect messaging quite a lot. Yeah, and, he did get he did get some uh, conversations going. Yeah. And having power will boost your messaging, even even just like that. And to uh, yeah, go on the, uh, you know, onto the onto the next point, you know, uh, you know, basically uh, two, three and four. Is uh, you know, I th I think that there's a uh, you know, this kind of this is the the logical next question, you know, to secure ourselves against defeat lies in our hands, but the opportunity for defeating the enemy is provided by the enemy himself. Thus, the good fighter is able to secure himself against defeat, but cannot make certain of defeating the enemy. Hence, the saying, one may know how to conquer without being able to do it, and. Right. I think that, you know, that's the uh, logical next question. It's like, well, how do you take over the, G the uh, GOP? It's like, well, you know, usually you have a good sense of strategy and what usually works. And, you know, that you know, there may be a lot of different combinations about how you do, how you do that. One of them is going to be a, a winning combination. You're just going to have to keep trying them and, you know, learn for, and, uh, you know, learn and better yourself, learn from your yeah. mistakes. And, 
you know, you, you don't have, you, you, you can know what works without knowing exactly which one will work. You know, okay, the right answer is kind of in that direction. And, you know, I might, might have to fine tune it just a little bit, but yeah. you can, you can know like, okay, you know, you know how to conquer, uh, you know, and taking over a party is fairly straightforward and you don't even need to take over a party. You just need to know what's it, what's it take for me to get what I want. And if all you want is a good platform to spread your messaging on so you can build more power for yourself, well, you know, the, there's probably a standard way to do that. And yeah. you, don't, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Uh, and, you know, may, you maybe try a few different things and then find out what works and, just, and then just do that. But you, but you should have a decent idea, you know, what works already. Right. Because, you know, it's been a, it, this isn't new. This is, this well, this is. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that part about, um, I think it's in the fourth, the fourth chapter where it talks about like recognizing the sun and moon does not mean you have a keen eye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, hearing, hearing thunder a, doesn't hearing mean you're quick to, it doesn't, you, doesn't mean you're quick to hear, you know, yep. you don't have a quick ear. And that's basically what, what, you know, like to elaborate on, on the, uh, mm -hmm. what, what the passage that you just put, I mean, that just goes to show you that, um, you can recognize these things, but that doesn't mean much of anything unless you can put it in practice. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, even just being, being able to see stuff, it's like, if you're, if you can see stuff, you can hear stuff, even if it's just obvious, it's just obvious stuff, you know, that the, it really comes down to what are you willing to do about it? Or how are you willing to act? Because the uh, you know the next point in number five is the you know security against defeat implies just defensive tactics. However, you know the ability to defeat the enemy means taking the offensive. At some point, yeah. you know, if you're just doing like defensive me messaging, you know that you're never by definition you are never going to win on defense. Yeah. And that is exactly the tactic. This is what you know. Going back to point number one, they put themselves beyond the possibility of victory. With, you know, okay, with now, strategy. Yeah, I, I think um, at some point you have to take the fight to the uh, to the to the GOP. And if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Dave Smith was specifically talking about you know directing the conversations, like like you know once he gets control of the uh, the LP, what he was talking about was specifically mm -hmm. guiding guiding the um, conversation, not allowing them to change the subject. You know, which you can argue you're going to probably be censored so there's you're, you're not going to be able to do that but um i think his his mind is in the right place yeah. in that regard well, as yeah, far as hypothetically let's say you're you're not uh you know uh you're, let's say you're he's not censored let's you know give him let's give him the benefit of the doubt okay mm -hmm. at what point do you say okay you've started to really convert you know get your message out at what point do you really take the fight to the gop and start taking power from them because let's face it you know, okay, libertarians are kind of like they're the really far right uh, in terms of time preference. They're all the yeah. way at like zero time preference. That's basically where they are. Is I want to convert as minimally zero uh, wealth into into kinetic power as possible. The GOP is slightly more to the left, slightly to the left of them on time preference, where they're just low time preference. And the Democrats are like fucking high preference. We want to, you know, just you know, uh, flatten the, all, all, all of the civilization. We want to burn it to the ground, consume every bit of it. And, you know, and what we will burn the city, our cities to the ground and rule over the ashes because we're Democrats and that's what democracy does. You know, democracy doesn't have two world wars under its belt for no reason. And right. the, uh, 
And, but I mean, if you're going to be converting people, it's going to be, you're converting lower time preference people to zero. This is why Dave always gets a lot more people from the right is because they're low time preference in terms, That's of, true, yeah. in terms of kinetic power. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like they, they want to convert a lot less power into, or I, I, I should say a lot less potential power into kinetic power, you know, which is political power. And, you know, the, uh, you know, at, at some point you ha you're going to have to go on offense and start taking power because they're not just going to give it to you. Yeah. And it seems like he hasn't thought it through quite that far because if he had, he's in completely the wrong uh, party. Well, I think, I think it's the, the, the real problem is like they, they're not expecting to win. They've said that time and again, you know, where yeah. our goal is not to win. And it's like, well, why the fuck do it then? To be honest yeah. with you. I mean, like I get it. You, you want to move people into the, you know, the culture and the way of thinking that, that libertarians have. And that's great. But if you don't want to, if you don't want to win with that power, what's the fucking point? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I know. Because how are you ever going to make change? You know, right. at, some, at some point, all of this effort has to convert itself into political power. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at the, away. look at the Democratic Party, how they, mm -hmm. um, you know, the Democratic Socialists have, have been pretty loud and they've been dictating what, the, what the DNC should do. Um, yeah. You I mean, know, we can. The, the, if the libertarians were smart, they would do that while working on the LP itself. Don't I'm, uh, you know, don't yeah, get me wrong. Continue to work that. on the LP, absolutely. But use the tool that's there in front of you mm -hmm. while you're yeah. preparing. You know, the the next best thing, so to speak. But, well, I mean, you can say say, hey, I'm working on step one, and you know, uh, you know, step and just say, hey, step two is where we're going. But right now, let's just make sure we we get step one down. Right, and, right. you know, then that makes sense. But he's kind of said, no, we're never going to step two. This, you know, that's, step one is the end of it. I'm like, come on, what the heck? That's man? my biggest fucking problem. It's like, well, what am I, what am I giving my energy to this shit for? And what am I giving my you money know? to? Like how, it's like, but right. you know, no one, you know, people work hard for their money and you're mm -hmm. telling them that it's never going to make a difference. That's, that's exactly I'm what you're Flat out doing. saying it, right, yeah. It's and not, it's, it's, it's not like, like he's keeping that part quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, not, they're, they're saying all. the quiet part out loud is that they never intend to really convert this into power. All this, all this energy they're doing is just going to be, yeah, we're going to win hearts and minds and then go home. All right. Uh, now, despite all of this, I really would like to see Dave Smith running as president and Michael Malice as oh, like the God. press secretary or something. That would be fucking oh, ridiculous. Yes. I would love that. I, I would love to see that. You know, so oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like shit, like shitting on them. Like I, I, mm. I love. I really did yeah, like too. Dave Smith a lot. You know, he's he's had a lot of influence on me. Um, mm -hmm. Me too. But you only get so far, and then you need to kind of try to figure something else out. And uh, the art of war is definitely that something else. Yeah, I mean, and the enemy has declared war on you. But going back to like the, these these first uh, you know five points, the enemies are also giving us like one opportunity after another to defeat them. It's like that. I mean, like there's no shortage of mistakes the enemy is making. You know that, and the uh, if there was a time, you know, to really strike at the enemy, it's now because they're like this is the weakest they've ever been, and yeah, this is the, this is the most critically damaged and powerless that the real enemies have ever been, and yep. to the point that you have some, you know, like some two-bit Democrat socialists who are beating them from the left, and you have some uh, some populist America firsters who are beating them from the right. And it's like they're getting beaten on both sides. Both sides are having their that both sides of the ruling class are having their power taken away from them. It's like if there's any time to strike, it's now. It's because they've made decades of serious critical strategic errors. 
And forget tactical errors out the wazoo. They've made strategic error after strategic error after strategic error. And this is the perfect time to strike at them. And, yeah, but, and they're, they're giving us all the opportunities we could ever ask for to defeat them. And I don't know that the, uh, you know, okay, you know, worst case scenario, that is like, that I can tell you the worst case scenario for libertarians right now is that mm -hmm. the populists completely take over on the right and the socialists completely take over on the left because those two groups are never going to give us, you know, the kind of opportunities we're getting from this cur current crop. Yeah, de definitely. But don't you see that mm -hmm. where it's heading? I mean, that to me, that's where it's heading. You know, yeah. the extremes I, are going to be taken over both. Let's get on board with that. Let's get in on that while we still can, because that you know, we, you know, we don't have to let the populace take everything. You know, it's like obviously we want to kick the entire crop of ruling class out. You know, yeah. it's like none of them should should be remaining. But you know, we don't have to let the populace take everything. I mean, you know, it'd be nice if we could keep you know 10, 20, 30 percent. That's still pretty great within the Republican coalition, considering it's split like six ways. Yeah. You know, right. You know, there's plenty we could do with that. There's a lot of good, particularly down at the state level. You know, federal politics, you know, there's some institutional time preference there that's really, really overpowering. And that's mm -hmm. that's always got federal level is always going to be tough uh, for making progress. State level, we can do shit. We, uh, we I, I, I'm sorry. We can do a lot of shit to our enemies. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's yeah, a definitely. lot we can do there. There's unlimited right. potential. Particularly yeah. with the anti-tax, which we'll get into, like it probably I mean, in future episodes. Even in like you know deep blue states, like I live in Chicago, you know, and mm -hmm. it's as blue as you get here, you know. Yep. But even even within um, a place like where I live, you can still do a lot at the local level, mm -hmm. you know, because people, I think by and large, people are reasonable at the local level, you know. Yeah, well, um, I mean, you know, they're on. Local level municipalities, they have the highest level of selection pressure because they have the least amount of uh, ability to. They have the high, they have the lowest time preference of any institution in the United States because they have to. You know, if right. they don't plan for the future, if they don't, uh, you know, really make good decisions, there's not there's no one there to save them. And the only exceptions are like your really 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 big cities where if they if they fail. You know, if they make really bad decisions like Chicago does, you know, yeah. the state legislature in Illinois is going to be there to bail them out because, you know, they have that kind of power. That's the right. exception there. And so, yeah, which but, is really but, crazy. So, just a, a side note of Illinois um, mm -hmm. pretty much if you win Chicago, you win the state. It doesn't matter Illinois. anywhere else. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a hundred, I think, 102 counties here, and mm -hmm. you don't even have to win all of them. Like on a, yeah. like if you're running for governor, for instance, um, yeah. I remember not this past time around, but the second to last time or no, actually, it was three, three elections ago for a governor in Illinois. Um, the Republican that that was running won mm -hmm. like 96 counties out of the 102 or 106 or whatever and lost. Oh, oh, God, because of Chicago. I that's mean, that's sort of that's what it is. So, like, you know, for, mm -hmm. for a state like Illinois, I mean, it's really fucked. But, I mean, you still can, even even given that, at the local level, you're still able to do a lot more than, you know, what a lot of these people are trying to do on the federal level. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's force over distance. You know, that's the fourth law of acrotropism is power is force over distance. And, you know, the further you get away from these capitals and these big cities, 
the less mm-hmm. that the less less influence the state has because you know it it costs money to project power out that far and yeah. they can't just write a law and enforce and declare it i mean that and just immediately have power there you have to actually have people out there on the ground who can enforce the government the state government's will and if they don't do that well okay tough luck you know that's yeah. like that's nice then their laws might might as well be letters to santa and so yeah. that's the importance of that force over distance is that if they can't go the distance and you can you win then then your force actually wins out and so if you're if you're applying force at the local level really far away from the state capital you know it's like there you might win quite quite substantially there and there's right. a lot you can do there's a lot and the uh yeah but i mean i just i i wonder i don't think we're ever going to get opportunities like this ever again because no, I don't think so either. Right now, it's just it's. I I feel like everything's up in the air. You know. Yeah, I mean the ruling class is as their backs against the wall, and the, and they're losing, and they know it. It's like they're, and they're acting like scared animals, and right. you know, but you know, which you know warms my heart. I love seeing them act in panic because all of the everything they're you know the usual playbook just isn't working, and they're like, oh, let's you know they're trying a culture issue after culture issue after culture issue, but. You know, the 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 Republican Party, particularly to a lesser extent, the Democrats, but the far left has kind of kind of gotten the picture too. But the uh, the Repub- the base of the Republican Party started to understand that oh, this culture war thing, we see what's up here. It's like this isn't going to work on us anymore. All these uh this save Chick Fil A issue in Texas, you know, is kind of a joke to us now. Like we see what you're up to now. It's like uh, and they were they were like uh, earlier they wanted to. Uh, you know, force Mark Cuban uh, and his uh, his NBA team to uh, you know stand for the stand for the national anthem, and they're mm. going to pass a law to make him do that. And and the whole base, uh, you know, uh, of the Republican Party was like, dude, why can't you focus on something really important? We see this is bullshit. This is just a distraction. This is you know, save Chick Fil A all over again. This is a punchline for us. We see what you're doing. This isn't good enough for us, and we're going to vote you out because. Clearly, you're not intent on giving us what we want, and you know that like a whole bunch of people, they're kind of just looking back. It's like you know, we've controlled Texas for what, like fifteen, you know, fifteen, twenty uninterrupted years. You know, trifecta, Republican trifecta after trifecta after tri- trifecta. It's like we've kind of come to the conclusion: okay, it's the leaders of the party that really have a problem. It seems like the rank and file is, has all the will they would ever need to get everything done, and yet nothing gets done because the the uh, the, the the leaders of our party just don't want it to, and they have yeah. no will at the top, and so we're going to start really, you know, taking the axe to the to our leaders, and it's like, nope, gone, 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 all of you. Sorry, you should have yeah. been a lot more aggressive in, you know, pushing conservatism, and because I you know I see this on the on the ground, even in like a kind of a, a bluer area like where I am, and mm-hmm. that they're willing to you know the the the, the willingness of the rank and file. To really start taking the fight, you know, to the uh, Democrats and playing dirty, it's like there is overwhelming. You know, I've never seen this kind of enthusiasm, you know, from the right to play dirty. You know, yeah. Really- well, that's the thing. You know, I, I was telling, uh, I was telling one of my friends a while ago, like a few months ago, about about that in, in particular, like uh, in regards to the conservatives that are finally starting the fight back. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, typically conservatives just want you to leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, that's what they want. They don't want the bullshit. Everything that they do is 
you know, it's reactionary. They're fighting back against the the left, you know, pushing things for everybody. And, mm-hmm. and and I think that one of the biggest problems is that people actually don't understand that fact. You know, people that aren't conservative or Republican, they yeah. see it as, oh, well, they're racist, sexist, whatever. No, that's not what it is. That's not that they just don't want you to force. They don't give a fuck what you do. Just yeah. don't force them to do it. Mm-hmm. It's that if simple. You, if you leave but, them alone. But the, 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 the left... that's not good enough for them. They don't want to leave people alone. They're not happy with people being left alone. They want to fucking micromanage your whole life. And they want you to, they they want to force you to, to do what they want to do. So now what we're seeing is the right is finally being like, you know what? Fuck this. If we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. You know, which I can't really blame them for, to be honest with you. I mean, I see, you know, you know, like the, you know, we have this kind of, you know, libertarians have this kind of meme that, you know, a conservative is a, a progressive 10 years ago. It's yeah. like, that's become a meme on all of my conservative pages that, yeah. you know, it's like, like I'm seeing like the Republicans beat the, uh, the libertarians to the punchline about, yeah. about <laughs> <on that. laughs> yeah, where, where that, you know, it's like, I I've seen memes where, you know, the, uh, I, there was another, a meme I saw the other day. It's like, you know, Republicans in 2040, it's like, Ha, he only has one tranny in his cabinet or something like that. And, you know, uh, like stuff yeah. like, you know, it's like I've seen, Repu- I saw that meme in Republican circles before I saw, you know, in, in libertarian circles. Like they're, yeah. they're like, they've, they've got this, uh, this situation down. They understand the, the deal now. And they're like, right. fuck this. It's like, and every time I come out with like a more, you know, much more radical, much more aggressive uh you know idea i get like after like after like after yeah. like and like they're like they're down for a fight and the uh, it sure seems like it but wait, you know but you what, know. What, what what is really interesting to me is you know because we talked about it earlier that this idea that to lift an autumn hair is no sign of great strength right. to see the sun and moon is no sign of sharp sight to hear that the noise of thunder is no sign of a quick ear what the ancients called a you know a clever fighter is one who you know is one who not only wins but excels in winning with ease. It's like if this isn't the antithesis of our of the Republican leaders, I don't know what is. Not no, yeah. it's like they struggle and struggle and struggle to win, and they do don't they. Like, or I is it that they just are content with you know living? You know, because there's not a fire under their ass. There's not yeah, a fire under their ass to do anything. Well, it's like, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, what it is, is they have no, they have no sight, you know, it's like they, they can't see, they can't hear the thunder, they can't see the sun, and they, right. and they have, and they have no backbone to lift anything with. And, right. it, you know, I, like, how did these guys get in charge? It's like, you know, it's funny I, to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this just, you, Go you got me thinking about this stuff is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like the Trump base, a lot of them were ex-Democrats. Like baby boomer, yeah. like, like I can't tell you how many people in Chicago that were like union people, police, firemen, you know, building trades, unions. I mean, uh, aside mm-hmm. from like the teachers' union, there was a lot of union members that I were, you know, white middle class people that ended up voting for Trump. And yeah. I think that I think that's got to be nationwide, right? So I think that I think what's going on is that a lot of the the the, the newer Republicans were old democrats so they're using the democrat strategy to get these republicans their their new their new leaders you know coming into the republican oh, party they're using you see what i mean mm-hmm. they're like wait this isn't how we do this shit you know yeah it's like, <laughs> like 
This is not how we win. Get the fuck yeah. out of here, and we're going to get the guy that's going to win for us. And, the, and, I, I, and I think that's that, an excellent point. I never even thought about that, but you're correct. And this kind of goes with my thesis that, you know, it's that, you know, in terms of uh, time preference for power and time preference for production, you know, the mm. most, the most produ you know, productive, the most successful of both sides are, are always in the middle because mm -hmm. they can see both sides. I'm thinking all these former Democrats who are coming over and they understand the system is fight dirty and cheat. And, you right. know, it's like, this is a mad scramble for power. This is a fucking civil war. Politics is warfare. And mm -hmm. yeah, democracy is a di direct uh, declaration of war on private property. And they get this, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, and I think you, I think you're absolutely right. The fact they came from the left and they see that this is actually how you win. That, like this, and this is the because uh, I mean you'll notice like the uh, you know like your your Fuentes uh, you know coalition or whatever like the, the America Firsters they have an appetite for power. Yeah, see, I don't really know too much about them, so I'll yeah. take your word it's like, for well, it. Well, it, the, the uh, in terms of uh, like you know uh, the Republicans kind of a standard model of oh you know we want to limit the government, we want to have minimal action, free markets, laissez-faire, all that. There's a there's a this new coalition of Republicans. We have an appetite for breaking up big trust. We have an appetite for regulating this, taxing our enemies, and they have a real appetite for political power. And I mean, in terms of converting, uh, you know, potential power and that's just the form of free wealth into mm -hmm. uh, polit into political power to hurt their enemies. And that's something that's completely new. And I think that I I think you know what I think you just nailed it. The fact they came from the Democrat Party, whereas you know the uh, it's the, the the most productive predators. You know, I mean, you, you have the predatory producers on the right who are kind of the, your centrist. These are your, like your center right guys, and yeah. then you have your, your on on the left. You know, it's the uh, the most productive predators. You know, kind of it kind of reverses a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, which one they are more? And I think we we just invited a whole bunch of the uh, the more productive predators. Uh, you know, from the left into our party. And that was kind of because the, the the Democrats openly said, "Hey, we don't want to be the uh, party of white America anymore." So yeah. we are just completely writing off the uh, the white uh, middle class. And you know, I think they said think that it's in, just... in uh, 2012, where Ob Obama's campaign openly admitted they were writing off the uh, the white uh, working class because they don't care about them anymore, and they just openly said that publicly. And it's like, well, that's that, what the that's Democrats like, do. That's what they've always done is they, you know, they use, they use their voters and they use, you know, certain, you know, mm -hmm. groups of people to their benefit. And then they toss them when they're done with it. You know, yeah, that's just what it is right true. now. You know, I mean, I don't really, I don't really see that as a good thing, but I mean, it is as far as getting power is concerned, <laughs> you know, uh, because they'll even they'll even you know fuck with their own people is is the bottom line you know they don't care like you know you know once once they've used you mm -hmm. they don't need you they're not you're not one of them anymore they don't fucking well this care is their you. this is like one of their methods of enforcing discipline remember that in our last oh week, yeah we talked, we talked a lot mm -hmm. about enforcing discipline on the troops one of the yeah. one of the ways they do that is making sure that they stay dependent like if you start to you know gain a little bit too much wealth you start to gain a little bit too much liberty. They're going to take that from you, and they, they oh, yeah. want to have a, a a steady rate of oppression that kind of balances itself out to make sure that you know their 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 base stays dependent. They have a permanent underclass that needs them for power, and right. you know 
what how their base doesn't recognize that or, or and or if they do are okay with that i have no idea but yeah they you know clearly, if, they, yeah. if they if they recognize it and they're okay with it that's uh you know that's i can't, I can't fucked it. up you know mm-hmm. but um i mean the people i mean all it boils down to is what are you going to do for me mm-hmm. right and they're getting the shit done so at, at the expense of other people so they don't care you know this is this is always how politics is yeah, you know, this is why there's so many different caucuses and in and, and, and that kind of thing. It's just, you know, how many how many people can I bullshit into believing that they that I actually give a fuck about them, so that I can mm-hmm. use them and then discard them when I'm done. Yeah, and yeah, the, I think for them this is a sort of method and discipline. And for for what why they would you know discard the uh, you know the white working class to me is a is a mystery because that they were a vote bank. For the Democrats for generations. Well, like, they were, but they're not anymore. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's just there's, there's, it's proven, I think, at this point that you know if you can coalesce everybody else together, you don't need them anymore. That's all yeah. it is. That's why they're pushing it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not that you know every white person is racist because obviously it's not true. Everyone fucking knows that. Um, yeah. But the 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 thing you know they're using that because. Um, it's, it's making everyone else that's not white come together. Yeah. 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 That, I that's mean, that's really what right. it is because, because all those, all those groups won't get together on their own. You know, like I, I grew up around so many different types of people, nationalities, you know, from different countries, different races, whatever religions, and they're all as racist as the, as each other. You I know? Can believe it. So the first thing they had to do was they had to, um, redefine what racism is. So that it only it, it only identifies one particular type of people, and once they mm-hmm. were able to do that, then they were like, okay, well they don't like you guys, so why don't you just get I'm together? Enemy, yeah, you know that's what it, I mean. That's really what it is. I mean, there's it, to I I've seen so many different types of people be just as racist as they're claiming white people are, mm-hmm. um, probably more to be honest with you, <clears throat> um, more outright about it. Um, yeah. So, uh, but that's what it is. Uh, they, they were all fighting with each other. Just like uh, when the pandemic first started in Chicago, um, there's a vil- there, there's a, a neighborhood in Chicago that's like predominantly Mexican. It's called Little Village. And they were shooting when, when all the riots and shit were going on in Chicago. They, they were like, they, all the gangs in, in the Little Village straight up said any black person that drives, that comes into our neighborhood, we're getting rid of them. I mean, they were shooting oh, at cars yeah. of black people. Mexicans were shooting at cars of black people going into their neighborhood. There's a couple stories that, like, a woman got that. pulled out of her car and shit like that. So, I mean, that, to me, is racism right there. Yeah. Right? Oh, you, you didn't fucking hear hardly anything about that, you know, nationally. Doesn't fit um, the narrative. Well, they ended up they ended up getting together, you know, because, again, it, we're all uh, – this is always a small group of people. This is not the whole, the whole fucking group of people. Right. It's not like every Mexican hates black people or every black person hates white people or every white person hates. So but it's it's the smallest, you know, the smallest. Uh, uh, I mean, you only need them. a small minority of people to really be able to influence to uh, push to uh, use power like that. I mean, because right. uh, the reason is everybody else is kind of doing it individually. If you have a gang of like five to ten people. You can beat any one person, no matter what. There's right. no what. There's no one person who can take you, and so it, like that, a micro institution like that. That's a micro state, and yeah. 
you know, they, like you can't you can't be beaten by any one person. And if you're if you're organizing that kind of manpower to uh, you know, and over such a small distance of like a neighborhood, yeah. you know, or a few or a few city blocks, my God, you own the place. That's all you yeah. need. I mean, that's probably right. there's probably more of those gangs than the cops. You know, oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. In in terms of just per square, uh, per square mile or per square block or whatever, sure, that, that they probably have a more man, more manpower, more more kinetic power, just absolutely in than the cops do. So it's like you you are bigger than the state technically in terms of force over distance. Yeah, and totally. Yeah, that's a uh, that like yeah, you, it doesn't take much. That's I mean that's one of the that's the lesson of the fourth law of archotropism. It really doesn't take much. In, ter- in terms of just force over distance, it, when, once you understand that's the metric, doesn't take much. You, you can do what you can do a lot with very little, and it's kind of cheap. Well, that's also, and I think I don't know if it's chapter four, or chapter five, but they specifically talk about uh, Sun Tzu specifically talks about the, that a small army can defeat a larger army. Yeah, uh, that's the. Uh, I think that's coming up because that's. I think that's in man- the chapter on maneuvering. That might be seven. That might be chapter seven. Mm, but, uh, yeah, it might be. I don't uh, think it was though. But uh, let's see. Uh, it might be. Yeah, because I know exactly what I know exactly the uh, position you're you're talking. Uh, let, let's go to uh, chapter five because I think yeah. we've I think we've talked that. You know, oh, this is one of my that this is five, you know my one of my favorites that the uh, in all fighting the direct method must be yeah uh, may be used for joining in battle, but indirect methods will be needed in order to to secure victory. And the, the uh, you know, b- basically, uh, you know, direct, what he's calling is di- the direct method is engaging in combat. And the, uh, you know, but there are many other different ways of, yeah. you know. Also, hurting- this is the part, this is the part where he's talking about there's the, the, the two forms of, of battle is the, the direct and the indirect. Yep. Right. And that you can use them infinitely, infinitely, interchangeably, infinitely. Mm-hmm. to to get what you need and that's yep. the other thing that the Liber- libertarian party um has not really been great on they got one tool is... in the toolbox right and it's an indirect method it's not even a direct method it's an indirect one right and the uh let, let me go ahead and read and read that part yeah there yeah there are not more than five musical notes yet the combination of, of these five give rise to more melodies than can ever be heard the you know there are not more than five primary colors you know, blue, yellow, red, white, and black. Yet in combination, they produce more hues than can ever be seen. There are not more than five cardinal tastes, sour, acrid, uh, salt, sweet, and bitter. Yet combinations of them yield more flavors than can ever be tasted. In battle, there are not more than two methods of attack, the direct and the indirect. Yet, th- yet these two in combination give rise to an endless series of maneuvers. You know, the... The direct and the indirect lead on on to each other each in turn. It is like moving in a circle. You never come to an end. Who can exhaust the possibilities of their combination? And you know, indirect tactics of efficiently applied are inexhaustible as heaven and earth, unending as the flow of rivers and streams, like the sun and moon, they end but to begin anew, like the four seasons they pass away to return once more. And the uh and, and, and I mean, what this is saying here is, that, you know, how many different ways can you think of to really 
you know, beat the state at their own game because, you know, they kind of have their own playbook and that's all they have because it's clear that, you know, from the way they're losing right now, they've got one playbook that the consultants have used for generations and that playbook doesn't work anymore and they can't create anything new. They, they have not been able to create any new tactics and all of the, all of the, and this is something Mal, Michael Malice has pointed out a few times that culture and, and, uh, you know, I, new ideas and new strategies, they always form at the fringes and migrate inward. Mm -hmm. And when the uh, the consulting class, none of their strategies and everything are working anymore, they're fucked because these guys are in the center. And yeah. they, I mean, they're not in a position, they don't have the proper selection pressure or, or room for creativity, you know, to in order to really uh, make new and different uh or, or to understand new situations and they don't have that ability to be adaptive. They are running an ossified fixed playbook and, and the, and the wings are just taking them apart. Right. And, and, yeah, and the, that's, that's, yeah. that's essentially what it's saying is to, you got to roll with the punches. You got to figure out, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, as this, well, there's the part about the seasons changing, right? The seasons yeah. give way to each other in turn mm -hmm. or whatever the, whatever the verse is, you know, that's saying, like you need to, you need to recognize the change and you need mm -hmm. to use that change, you know, and, and they never do. Um, yeah. I mean, we like you said, they're not doing it. And like the season that's changing right now is we're going from, you know, society is moving leftward. Now we're, the change is so that society is about to start moving back. Right. And it sure, it's hard sure to seems see right like now we're, we're in the debt. We're like, we are at the, that we are just round, barely rounding the curve right now. We're hitting the maximum that, as far as yeah, that, pedal to the metal. metal. That piston's ready to blow out the engine block. I know. <laughs> you know? And, but the uh, yeah, a lot of these people they're not recognizing the change, and the few that are, they're gonna do they're gonna do really really well because they're gonna be so far ahead of the curve. And mm -hmm. yeah, this is as far left as we're gonna go for the next decade. Where where we are right now, everything is further right from here for the foreseeable future. And yeah, and, and that's a major adaptation that they're not making. And by the way, whenever the seasons change like that, you know, the, the tactics that work change with them. And I think that's, you know, going to be one of the major selling points of the right is now they're going to be taking a lot more uh, higher time preference tactics, which, you know, work fairly well, especially given that we're in a democracy. And, mm -hmm. you know, at, and, you know, but what it also says is that, hey, a lot of the old playbook throw it out. It doesn't work. And that goes for libertarians too, because your old playbook of, Hey, I convince people by saying this and this and this, and I just stay logically consistent and do my principle. By the way, that never, that playbook never worked in the first place. But no. the, uh, That's funny. Yeah. You know, that, when, when you said that, uh, what went off in my yeah. head was that meme where it's like, <laughs> I just want like, you know, my gay neighbors to like, you know, hold, you know, guard their weed plants with their ak-47s or something the, yeah they want to guard it's like their yeah okay with ak's i'm like no 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 the 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 one where it's like okay. you know yeah i get that's it. that that's my parody of, of it <laughs> that's the libertarian party it's like oh we support weed i'm like you guys support abortion it's like shut the fuck up yeah. so the uh that's my parody they said they said hey they want to be able to guard their uh their their weed feed their marijuana fields with uh, AK 47s, gay married couples guard the weed fields, AK 47. And I changed yeah. that around to, you know, some, so they, they want trannies to be able to defend their abortion clinics with AKs. I'm like, you know, the, uh, like, I don't give a shit what people. they do as long as they leave me alone, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> and the, uh, but, I, but they have, they, they have one playbook that doesn't work. It never did. Yeah. It's not adaptive. 
that yeah, if anything, it's the it's the opposite of adaptive because it's extremely logically rigid, and and that it's and its application only lends itself to one form of uh, action, and which is basically pacifism. And yeah. that's all it really lends itself to. And like, okay, that's like the first thing that's got to go. The seasons just changed again. And you should realize that a more aggressive tactic is what's required, particularly because we're at the end of an empire. And, you know, and, you know, by, which by the way, in itself is another major change because at the end of an empire, rules change. And yeah. now we're, we're going back towards, uh, you know, and this is a much longer cycle. Which is the uh, the cycle from oligarchy and, and oligarchy monarchy oligarchy monarchy oligarchy monarchy always goes back yeah. and forth. And we're, you know, right now we've been in oligarchy for like well over a, a century, and mm -hmm. really we, it was you know like two or three centuries, two like two and a half centuries. But yeah, you know, like really visibly, it's oligarchy. You know, like you could have made some decent argument that it was democracy in the first hundreds or so years not really but no you know they, but you know it's like you could at least kind of make the argument whereas in the last hundred years no question this is oligarchy and it's not even it's yeah. not even close and yeah yeah you know, and and we're at the point of the, in the oligarchy where the system has so ossified it is so corrupt that it's just breaking itself it's breaking down because it can't yeah. function anymore right and, and the crazy thing about the breaking breaking down of it is that everybody sees it and they all have their different reasons of why mm -hmm. it's happening and their different solutions for it but everyone recognizes that it's breaking down yeah and but what it always breaks down into is mo is some form of monarchy and right. you know and because of that the rules change and you know, and what works changes because it, mm -hmm. because obviously, I mean, what works isn't working. Right. <laughs> you know, kind of definitionally, it's not what you know what used right. to work is not working. Yeah. That should be like your first clue that everything's changed and you need to change with it. And yeah. it's like you need to be taking much more authoritarian tactics because that's how the monarchy built itself. The usually monarchy, or at least back during uh, uh, Europe. It was the uh, it was the corrupt generals of the military who basically it was their heirs who basically became the monarchs of Europe and they, yeah. they owned the they owned the 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 land itself. With, well, that even happened it. in like Latin America and and and, and South America too. It's yes, like not it not like you know. I mean, it was it was dictators, not like kings or whatever. But I mean, there's really I mean, you could argue that they're pretty close in sim similarity. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, I think I think a monarch is actually better <laughs> obviously oh, than a dictator better. but i mean they're they're pretty similar and uh i, I know i know in in yeah S south and central america that's that's what happened there and that that's even closer than um you know the monarchs of of the uh of europe you know this i mean yeah. as far as recent times well i think those yeah i mean funny you mentioned them i think that you know because all of those kings started off as dictators you know basically yeah. the, the difference between a king and a dictator is one has uh, the, enough security to uh, hand off the, his throne to his son, and the other doesn't. And yeah. that, that's the uh, that's the main difference why they have such different uh, you know outcomes between. And I think and what happened in Europe was as the Holy Roman Empire, you know, remember force over distance, and they weren't able to to exert force over distance anymore because they were too corrupt, too broke, too poor, too debt ridden, too culturally inadhesive. And you know they just couldn't execute force over distance any anymore. So the you know the the dictators or the generals basically became de facto kings. 
And yeah. that, but nobody, there was nobody in the region that could challenge them because they had their military with them. Back then, you you swore if you were a Roman soldier, you didn't swear uh, allegiance to the yeah uh, to uh, to, uh, to the uh, republic. You swore it to the general himself. And yeah. the uh, the generals just like, no one's here to challenge me. I'm all by, all by myself. And guess what? I can tell uh, I'm the ruler now. I am king, and this is your new prince. Say hi, kiss the ring, and yeah. bingo. And like they kind of grifted their way to the top because they basically they didn't win that many battles. At this point, they weren't winning battles anymore. You know, remember how Trump's like, we never win anymore. Like Rome was in the same place. They would they yeah. never won anymore. And the generals were kind of like, yeah, we're not winning anything. And how about I just plop down here and set up shop and just rule. And how about that? And then the Roman Empire kind of receded, leaving them all by themselves. And that's how we got monarchy. <clears throat> and you know, and, and so that that was the. Uh, and I think what once the American, you know, Pax Americana is over and the American Empire really recedes, I think you'll see a lot of these uh, dictators actually start to become hereditary kings. And yeah. it's like, I'm, it's like not in a. Uh, you know, they probably won't be like you know official like that, but. They'll affect they, 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 somehow they're going to manage to be hereditary in a sense. I'm not sure quite sure how they're going to do it, but it would certainly make a lot. It's going to make a lot of sense that that you know yeah. they're going to be. Uh, you know, I think, but you know, if you start seeing them make a lot of really good decisions for their countries, that you know that you know like low time preference. If they start really showing a uh, demonstrating low time preference. I think that's the the best argument they're going to be able to make for hand it over to my son because I taught him you know everything I know and yeah. I actually think I actually think they'll be, a lot of them will manage to pull it off and that's going to be one of those telltale signs and we're only going to see that in the probably over the next twenty or thirty years but that's what's coming and you know again that right there is a change because the se the seasons change and you know what all of a sudden the uh, the empire isn't there the, or suzerainty we're really technically a suzerainty but the american empire isn't there anymore to exert force you're kind of on your own and you can do whatever you you can do whatever you want and if you want to make a really low time preference decision that's good for your nation go right on ahead we're, the americans aren't here to Americans might complain because we kind of like it when you screw yourselves for our advantage. Yeah. But you know, if you're not there anymore, whatever. Yeah. And uh, and that that's one of those things where the tactics change, the seasons change, and the tactics change with them. And if, and the, if the if the libertarian movement isn't willing to recognize that everything's changed and change with it, and change your ta you know change your tactics to one seize actually seize power in a high time preference method. And then you know start turning that on your enemies to make, to take theirs from them, and mm -hmm. then and as and then lowering your time preference as you consolidate power. It's like this is the new system. That's the new strategy. It, you know, at a very that's a one two three high level of it. Uh, mm -hmm. And see, there are many different combinations of high time preference and low time preference tactics that you can use. And mm -hmm. you know, many of which I've implemented in the anti tax. Again, a brand new system that they're never they're, they're not going to have a. A playbook for how to deal with this and they're probably just going to go with it because they'll see it uh, they'll, they'll if they try to put it into the old framework they'll just see oh this is just a way i can do more corruption and really this is like the death of their system right. or at least the death of the old system the birth of the new system and well and this is also this mm -hmm. this kind go of ahead. goes to the uh the battleground as far as um you know the one that gets there first 
Yes. Uh, gets the gets the. Uh, he gets to dictate the terms of the battle, basically. Right. You he know, can the take early the, bird can... gets the worm, as they say. Mm-hmm. And he he can uh, take the he he, he says uh, and in the next chapter it's like hey that you know he's saying hey what's the preferred ground that you want to take uh, obviously you prefer high ground to low ground obviously you prefer having you know the hill on your right and rear you know as opposed mm-hmm. to like your left and and face because yeah. then you know if it's on your right and rear then you, then uh, you always have safety in your background and uh and danger in your foreground which is exactly the way you want it ideally right. and if you get there first you get to have it and so the uh and the, they're and they're not going to be you know i just lost the point i was going to make with that what was uh, the point you were going to make uh just the the high ground and the low ground you know and and that you need to um oh yes yes you get there if you if you take the first mover advantage Right, I, I, it's like you get to be the one setting well, the turn. I think, yeah, right. I think it's it, what he's saying is like when it, the it's, again, I'm I, I I have a couple different copies, so they're all kind of jumbled up in my head. That's but yeah, go ahead. you know the 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 person the 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 army that gets to the battleground first has the advantage because they're they're able to prepare, they're able to you know set the terms. The person that gets there second is the one that has to you know they're hurried, they're not probably yeah. very. Uh, they don't get to uh, rest. Put together, they don't get to rest. They're kind of going straight into it, where the other guy's been sitting there waiting for him. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, it goes further to say something along the lines of, you know, being like water. Um, I think that's also in the sixth chapter. Being mm-hmm. in, being like water, like the uh, when it seeks level, it seeks it seeks level. You know, if it's on a slope, it seeks level ground. You know, yeah. as it as it starts moving. You know, if, if it's on a slope that's going to roll down and it's going to use the momentum and it's going to push boulders and it's going to push whatever's in its way um, yeah. in order to in, in order to uh, gather energy. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of, you know, and he, and he very... mentioned that, too, like, hey, if you can be the one who's, you know, has time to chop down trees and then roll them down the mountain at your enemy. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's a, a, that, you know, a, imagine be walking by at, with your army and all of a sudden there's just like giant tree launches rolling down it's yeah. like oh my god what did you do <laughs> the crazy yeah. thing right now is like there's trees rolling from fucking everywhere you know yeah and <laughs> and like you can be the one doing that or you can be on the receiving end of it take your pick right and right. and it's so obvious everything that's changing and everything the way this is going right now it's like we have to be seizing the first mover advantage strike you, you gotta strike the iron while while it's hot you know right but that also it's not only about like physically you know hurling objects down sides of mountains at your at your yeah. opponents it's also using the momentum of the people that you have yeah in that same regard so like the people could be the trees running down the you know down the mountain yes they could. And, yeah. and that's and that's what the democrats are succeeding at right now you know they're they're not you know they're not enforcing all this shit that they're telling people to do it's the fact that they put the message out there to the population and their adherents are now you know policing other citizens uh with with their stuff yeah, I mean right. they're kind of they're they're running on momentum right now, and, that, and right. it's like everything they have is on inertia. Basically, the rocket at this time the rocket has stopped its burn and it's kind of just coasting. And you know, but they're the, using the momentum to to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but know. but that but that's the thing is it shows you that they're they're slowing down because the mm-hmm. right's actually the one go, running up the mountain right now. And it's like to, and they're going to come back down. 
hey, yo, what goes up must come down, and it will. Right. So the and, battle's kind of like in between. It's not like all the way down. It's not all the way up. It's like on that kind of uneven, uneven ground. Well, well uh, I I think of it you know, like we're taking swings at each other as we're running opposite ways, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I, where I, the fight is. It's almost like a pendulum. You know, you have two armies on either side of yeah. uh, on two mountains and the valley below, and they're they're you know one is fighting the other as it's running up. And you know you never want to be running up the mountain with you know with the enemy fighting you behind because then you get you're getting arrows in the back and yeah. that's kind of where the right has been for the last like you know 10, 15 years where we've been just getting the arrows and shaft <laughs> in the back yeah. and but now we're at the top there's no more room to run and guess what the Democrats you know now now we've got the high ground and we're ready to go right back down and the, and we're going to chase them all the way up their mountain and yeah. then come right back down again. And it would be great if we could all just find separate fucking mountains to live on. Oh, yeah. If only we didn't have that, would be possible if we didn't have democracy where we basically declared what you know, infinite warfare. This, this war is a war that can never possibly end, it can only get kinetic a a few times, and but otherwise, it's just infinite. Uh, That's like that's the only way. Is that uh, the only way this actually ends is in a real hot hot war, and Otherwise, it's just democratic war by different means. And even then, you're only postponing it to happen again because eventually people are going to get back to that like warring factions kind of thing. Well, I mean, if if you end up in in war, there's a chance that you know, like a real war, like that. There's a chance that you know you end up with monarchy on the other side of that of some yeah. sort, and there is no opposition. You're kind of like the CCP in China, where yeah, I just you know, I really don't see the right doing that you know getting uh, into the war you know i i mean i, I yeah they're not going to do it because they don't have the leadership for it right. it's like that was why the, the right didn't start really shooting at the government you know you think oh but, you know the right has all the guns it's like well they have none of the leader the leaders to tell them to right. fire the guns if they had had one leader to say i am not enforcing any of these screw your laws and you know and, and i'm giving my people the authorization to shoot you if you try to come in and enforce them you would have mm-hmm. had you you would have had the right dropping bodies left and right. They were they were ready for it, but they didn't have the leadership for it. That's how that yeah. worked. Remember, the right is hierarchical. They're looking to the leader for permission, and right. if the leader doesn't give them permission, they won't do it. Whereas the left, you know, they don't quite have the same kind of hierarchy. They do have a leadership hierarchy. Well, if no, anything, I think in the I think in the left, like they they might have the leadership hierarchy, but I think what happens with the left is that they they take cues from from their constituents and then yeah. be like, okay, enough people are saying, or this is the loudest message we're getting right now. Uh, yeah, if I want to stay in where I'm at, where I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it. Yeah, you know? I think you're right. They have a little bit more of a back and forth feedback cycle. Yeah, where, where I think the sovereign yeah, but, on the left, I think the sovereign, so like the general, is the masses, yeah. is the people. It's not. Yeah, it's like the leaders lead from behind. You know, you know right. what I mean. They lead from behind the army, which works. Yeah, I mean, it's. A, I mean, it goes. It goes against what what Sun Tzu says, but it, it's you know currently working for us well, I mean, here. It, I mean, for well, from the, from that gen, from the less general's point of view, is that okay? I have an army between me and all the danger. That's true. That, I mean, that I guarantee that's the reason why. That, yeah. Like that, it's like they, these people they 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 much rather th- you know throw bodies. Remember, if we're if we're t- having a mountain analogy, they'd much rather be throwing other people's bodies down the mountain than their of own. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas the right actually does have a little bit. Like they expect a general who's going to lead them, kind of like Trump. 
who was not prepared mm-hmm. to lead. And right, that was the problem. I, they, they, yeah, you're right. They all fell in line, and then the leader just, you know, sat there, you know, yeah. tweeting up it's a like storm, they, not really doing. I was anything. like, all right, we're ready to storm the left castle, and we have our le- our leader, our brave leader, Donald John Trump, is going to lead us. And oh, what happened? It's like he's kind of like, oh, well, maybe I go this way, maybe I do this way. I don't know. You fake don't news. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's the fucked up thing about it is, right? You know, and I think the people that were not necessarily conservatives or, you know, mm-hmm. even on the right, you know, f- like full-blown re- on the right, um, I think they were excited to see Trump because, you know, they really did believe that he was going to upset the apple cart. And yep. then <laughs> it just didn't happen. Well, it's like, hey, we, you know, it was the first time we ever got just a normal person in there. It's like the first time in American's history we actually got a normal, non-ruling class member in there. It's like, what happens? And it's like, I mean, he was a okay. billionaire, so he wasn't yep. exactly normal. But you know, I, I see where you, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He's in the ruled class, not the ruled, not the ruling right. class. Yeah, it's like there's only there's only two in that perspective, and he was part of the ruled class. So he's like, it's like he he may be a billionaire, but he's still the ruled class, and that's why they freaked out. You know, the ruling yeah. class freaked out. It's like. Holy shit! This guy's not one of us, and uh, yeah. he might just say something like, "Like you know, those those uh, military industrial complex companies—they really don't want to end the war." That's like, how about that? <laughs> it's yeah. like don't just say stuff like that. And yeah, but, and this was like we got an av- like kind of the average Sean Hannity viewer, maybe above average Sean Hannity viewer is mm-hmm. what we got in the office. It's like we had some substantial progress. It's clearly because everybody else we ever gotten in there was, was controlled opposition, and. You know, imagine if we got a real right winger in there because they who actually knew how to use power. That's a little scary. <laughs> Sometimes I when For I think them. about it because I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the uh, well, I mean, that, I, I think it shows hope is that you know, it's like, hey, we managed to do quite a lot of damage with kind of just an average John Hannity viewer. I mean, we, we torpedoed the system. You know, and just brought it to his knees with just an average Sean Hannity viewer. Imagine what we could do. An average Sean Hannity viewer that really didn't do much. Yeah. And just by being there, he, you know, managed to really bring the system almost to his knees. And if we had a real red pill leader in there, it's like, God help them because it shows how weak they are. They've given us no shortage of weaknesses to exploit. If we can just manage to get, forget a libertarian, just a red pill guy. Who understands yeah. that this is the, in fact the system? The, uh, I mean, the, you know, they they would not have any. They, there's no good resistance to us. They, they've, yeah. You know, I mean, that's the problem with with high time preferences. Eventually, you squander all the wealth you had, and then right. and then you're and then you're defenseless against the people who didn't squander it. Yeah, and it's like you you end up uh, consuming your own system, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you can. Uh, Basically, the, you're the army that eats all of its rations, and now it's like, okay, what do you do? What are you going to do now? Because uh, uh, Sun Tzu do, does uh, point something like that that out with uh, that. Oh, it's one second. No, let me go because actually, I just read something like that. Oh, here, here we are in a, in, in a chapter six where it says uh, two frequent rewards signify that the enemy is at the end of his resources. Mm. Too many punishments betray the condition of dire distress. Uh, and uh, just, just like that, that, hey, you, you can see that where they are, because this if this doesn't describe the left and the ruling class, I don't know what does, that 
they're they reward far too frequently and they punish uh yeah and they punish far too and they're punishing far more frequently and yeah. that and that tells you that they think that they are in dire straits because you only do stuff like that when you're desperate you only start rewarding a lot yeah you know, when you're running out when you're running out of uh uh, uh yeah you know, firepower and ammunition and everything in order to really incentivize your uh your soldiers to go really take on the the enemy and try to get some victories that you can then use it's a high time yeah. preference uh strategy and mm -hmm. then when you finally run out of all of that that's when you have to start using the whip and yeah. that's what they're doing now that's, is, i was gonna say that's where we're at now yeah mm -hmm. I, and you and you can see exactly where their what their mindset must be is that they think that that, that you know, maybe their situation isn't desperate, but they think it is. And I, and I kind of agree with them. Their situation is desperate. They, yeah. they have squandered every bit of, uh, they, they squandered every bit of, uh, strategic gain or strategic, uh, value that they had. And, yeah. and they, and they did it all for just short term gain. And the, yeah, I mean, it's like you, you, uh, you, they won the final few battles. But the war isn't. But the war goes on for in, to infinity. Right. It's like it's like, it's it's like a baseball team, right? So like if you're trying to win a World Series, and you have all these great guys in the farm system, uh, so you trade them away to get good guys to win that one particular season, and then the next season goes by and you have no guys to pull up from the farm system. Exactly. You know. That, but see, it's even worse. It's even worse than that for them because you know, even in baseball, you know, there's only nine innings, and you're not going to win. You, you're not going to win the game, the first inning or the fifth inning, or and heck, even the ninth inning may change things. But right. with with democracy, again, this is infinite warfare. It always goes on. You know, the the, the, mm -hmm. the war never it's never over by definition until it's, you know someone pulls off a monarchy, and yeah. but the uh, it's like it's like and they they. they I, I guess maybe they thought the system is finally coming to an end and they think there's going to be a new system and they're just like squandering everything, all the capital they had. And well, it's like, no, it's like the, the system goes on right. and the rules may change, but that doesn't mean that you don't still need your political capital in the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm wondering if there's more going on than, than even we're aware of. Uh, as far as, you know, obviously, I mean, the, you know, we're at the end of an empire, right? So, you know, the, the power power dynamic, world power dynamic is, is going to be shifting. So I think we're kind of at the point where they're trying to figure out, you know, which side is going to be the, um, the one to kind of um, coalesce around the new world uh, leader. You know, have yeah. be, have have favor with with the new world leader, whatever that may be, leaders. Even I don't know. Yeah, that was a little and, conspiratorial, uh, but and well, it, it, I mean, there was a point that he made in chapter six as well about kind of seeing the unseen. You know, mm -hmm. it's like because you say like, but we, you know, we don't know if uh, we know what's going on behind the scenes, but we can see some things that stand out and don't make sense, like that. You know, it's the uh, idea of what sh should the enemy do if they're, they're in the right position and what do they actually do that, and how is that different? Right. And you can see, like, like uh, he says in, uh, you know, number 31 of chapter six, you know, if the enemy sees an advantage to be gained and makes no effort to secure it, it's because the soldiers are exhausted. Mm -hmm. and, that and that tells you, okay, he, they, they were supposed to they're do They're not ready. Yeah. 
Well, it's like they had the uh, you know they had the opportunity to do something, but they didn't do it. The reason was they couldn't. And and I'm and I'm 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 kind of bringing back that back to the uh, 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 to the to the 2020 the election. Second. Yeah, it's uh -huh. like I'm thinking like the reason they couldn't you know like for the entire thing of Trump, the re you know the reason they couldn't get him out is was they couldn't. They didn't have the ability, and then the, and the uh, and for the election, they had to manufacture a global crisis in order to, you know, just be able to change the system just enough to get him out. And the uh, it's I like, wouldn't say uh, manufacture a global crisis, but definitely use it. Uh, definitely, uh, yeah, blow it. Uh, they blew up a had a, the virus had like a ninety nine point nine percent survival rate. Well, that's what I mean. Like they, like they. Well, I see. Okay, I see. What they had saying. to blow it yeah, up yeah, into yeah, something yeah. that. Uh, like that. Know, like, no, I was thinking, like you were saying, like the Democrats released <laughs> the coronavirus to create a pandemic. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I was taking I, you. I was taking you too literal. I was thinking <laughs> no, the CIA on that did one. it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the CIA re released it in the Wuhan lab. It was all it was all the CIA. And well, wasn't like a few months before that. Wasn't there like some like war games going on in? Boy, yeah. There's and there and then you see that Fauci was funding it, uh, like all the yeah. way back. And I'm like, boy, this yeah. looks suspicious. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's like I, I, I'm not saying that they did it deliberately, but boy, there's some coincidences there. And it could uh, it, like it, it very then you well have could have been 21 too, and it's like right, mm, right. It all begins yeah, with well, an outbreak. Yeah, that that that's the. And that came out early on in the pandemic. It's like, come on, guys, why aren't we talking about this? Don't you find this at least a little strange? It's yep. it, it's not like it's not like it's a conspiracy. This shit fucking happened. Yep. Right. Oh yeah, it did. Months and before. Like, and it's on. like, hey, well, you know, welcome to the new world order. And yeah. it, I mean, this this is exactly what that looks like. But you know that this is like the level they had to escalate it to. This was like the high, and they just completely torpedoed any credibility the system had left. And the because uh, yeah, like the uh, the credibility of the election integrity system is that's the, I mean that that's their lifeline. They just torpedoed it. Uh, you yeah. know for for what gain? You know what did what did that benefit them? Oh boy, my uh, one sec. Let me uh, get pause for one second. Yeah. Battery's about to run out. Oh shit, mine is too. There we go. All right, I'm back. <laughs> it's cool. like I, I, I guess the uh, the electrical socket. <laughs> didn't have electricity running to it for whatever reason but huh. i just plugged it into the one that did whatever and we're good sorry about that but yeah no, it's like they, yeah i like you can see their desperation they're taking the these really really high time preference uh for power strategies just to maintain just every little bit and i think they gotta know that that you know this is all just going to come crashing down on them and they're just trying to do de to delay the inevitable at this point yeah. and or trying yeah. to like to throw a hail mary and and, cha and change the direction totally, you know. Yeah, it's it's but, one or the other. It's it, desperation yeah. is is at the, is is at the center of it, but they're either trying, you know. Yeah, no. I, it shows I, I, for I sure. See it go. They think their situation is dire. It it, it may be a, a hail mary. It may also be hey, but you know, we're just delaying the inevitable. And I think they know it's, it's well. That's, it's, what, it's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is that. And, you know, they see they have the desperation. They're trying to make things work to potentially change course. But that's more of a Hail Mary than just accepting the fact that, OK, you know, our time is done. And the. Uh, 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he says in 24, because he, here's another thing that kind of just lines right up with that. Humble words and increased preparations are a sign that the enemy is about to advance. That, you, you know, a, a strong enemy looks humble. And worse is that violent language and driving forward as if to attack are signs that he will retreat. Mm -hmm. What as like, and they've kind of just declared war on terrorism for right wingers. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is not going to end well for you. It's like, because this is like the, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, these are the violent words before the retreat. I, I think that's what we're looking at here is that, you know, they, they're saying, oh, we're going to use this uh, war on terror apparatus against the against the right. I think it's just the opposite is they know they don't have the power to do that anymore. And yeah. this thing's about, this weapon is about to get turned on them and they're going to they're going to be in full retreat, you know, in come 2022. Because I mean, all the read by the yeah. By the way, another wonderful way the Republicans cheat is with you know gerrymandering and redistricting. By the way, both sides do that. But I was going to say here here it's the Democrats that do it all yeah, day. Whoever has power does it. And right. but you know, <laughs> the, the fact we have twenty four trifectas and you know more and way more than that divided governments the the Republican where the Republicans control the legislature, which has entire authority, you know, yeah. sole authority to do that, and. The uh, I, I think they're going you know we're going to be so uh, wonderfully ruthless in the way that we do this uh, gerrymandering this time around, mm -hmm. and come twenty twenty two it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a complete bloodbath for them. The Democrats are the Democrats are going to be in full retreat, and not only are and not only is it going to be a bloodbath for the Democrats, but for the ruling class right wingers. It's like you're going to have, see them lose one primary after another. Yep. And you're going to get real hardcore populist leadership coming in from the right that knows. Yeah, we're going to get like, uh, like how how AOC came in. We're going to get the the right version of AOC. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get plenty of those. But there's yeah. also I think that there's going to be a regime change in the Republican Party too because they they're kind of already signaling it. Yeah. You know, with uh, McCarthy. Uh, yeah, McCarthy and 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 the others, they're recognizing the right on the wall. She's a scapegoat. That's yeah. what she is. She's a scapegoat. They're scared. That mm -hmm. that that is what fear looks like. If they you know if they uh, thought their position was strong, they wouldn't be going along with who the insurgents are. It's like that. They're like, no, we really do agree with the insurgents. Don't take our power away from us. Right. right. Just and, like what Nancy Pelosi did on the other side. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but but mm -hmm. except that with her, the radicals won because she's out in twenty twenty two. Right. She, she, yeah, or at least, well, I mean, she agreed to it. Let's see if she lives up to her end of the bargain. I don't know that she will, but uh, she did agree that, uh, you know, in 2020 that this would be her last term as speaker and that she would give it up to somebody else because the radicals insisted that was the deal that, hey, we're not going to vote for you if you uh, don't, uh, if, if you don't promise that this is your last term as speaker. And yeah. they took that from, because they had enough power to do it then. They had at least uh nine or ten votes in the house then that was all they needed because she had like a margin of like five and yeah. and uh, and she couldn't afford to lose even one of them and so the uh that and so that's the end of that's the end of pelosi we've already had a you know one effective regime change and mm -hmm. i think the the republicans on the right they see the writing on the wall and their yep. leadership is like okay we better start throwing the base some red meat or we're going to get our power taken away because you remember what we did to Eric Cantor, the former uh, majority leader in the House back in like 2012, 
he mm. lost the primary. He was the majority leader. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And a sudden upset, you know, whereas like some college, no-name college professor went from like 10% of the vote to like 60 <laughs> in the very last week uh, because yeah. they're all like, no, fuck this counter guy. He's not one of us. And yeah, and they're all afraid that something like that's going to happen to them. And I guarantee McCarthy. Well, it is. It is mm-hmm. going to happen to them. <laughs> oh yeah, you know? you're going to get some real uh, populist cowboys from the from the right who are going to be coming in and trying to take that power yeah. away. And the new I actually wrote that- something about that on Substack, like you know that that in particular, how like you know the power is going to be coming from the from the right, and that you know they're going to be taking over um, the party, yeah, and the the country. <laughs> oh yeah, like that. They don't. Uh, it's like they, they don't look confident, and that, no. and I think that about does it for. Uh, yeah, I think that I, I think that about chapter does six. it for chapter six for four, five, and six. Yeah, this was great. You got it, bro. Yeah, that was fun. We'll get the last Looking four for next time around. I think we'll do a little a slight review of six because, like we were saying before this started, that. Uh, Six is kind of like a preview for seven. Yeah, like leads up to it. Yeah, Sets we the probably should have done four this time around, but I think we'll do like a minor re- review next time. I was starting with chapter six and just go all the way to the end of the book because this thing's only eleven chapters. Yeah, sounds good to me, dude. Dude, this was great, John. I yes, love it. Yeah, me too. It's fun. All right, take care, there, buddy. All right. See ya.